Hi, and welcome to How to Live an Authentically Autistic Life podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host. Um, And this is actually the most misleading podcast name in the world (laughs) because I am autistic. I am trying to live an authentically autistic life, but actually this is not a finished product. This is a podcast all about autism, unmasking, motherhood, and generally viewing life from an autistic and neurodiverse lens. Since becoming a mother to an autistic little boy, I have been on a journey of self-discovery, understanding my own autism, understanding my internalised ableism, and really just trying to get to the crux of understanding autism as a whole, how I can benefit my son. And then I realised there was a much wider problem of just such a lack of understanding, such a lack of awareness, and especially in autistic women and the fact that autism is very different we are not all rain man sheldon cooper we are just as diverse as anyone else and for me my mission is to give space to people discovering that they might be autistic themselves their children might be autistic and also for autistic parents of autistic kids and you know, you may not know anything about autism. You may have stumbled across this podcast thinking it's something completely different. Hello. Um, but I hope you stick around because it's such a marginalised community and there are so many different experiences and I just want to give space and create awareness and shine a light on these experiences. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. And uh, welcome this week to episode one of the How to Live Your Authentically Autistic Life. As I said in my intro, um, a very misleading name because I'm not an expert. I am not a finished product. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Um, but what I do know is I'm autistic. I'm the parent of an autistic child. I also have ADHD. I've got recently recently diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 30. And for me, I've spent the last couple of years really going through the process of trying to unmask and I say trying because it is definitely a working process and it's not an easy thing to do and I've kind of made it my life mission actually to not just raise awareness of autism and ADHD and neurodivergence but also to raise acceptance raise understanding of it because it's all well and good going oh you know yeah I know what autism is But actually understanding it and actually accepting it and not seeing neurodivergence as this negative thing that we need to correct. And I think, unfortunately, there's so many people that do still have that mindset. So that's my life's work, basically. And um, I'll give you a little bit of background about me before we kind of get into this. So I'm 30 years old. I was actually diagnosed as autistic in childhood, which is quite unusual for a woman of my age. I had a very severe speech delay, which I still struggle with my speech now, actually, which is why um, you'll hear lots of ums and ahs. And the way I speak is that I space my wording out. Otherwise, you won't understand a word I say because it will just go in one big jumble. Um, I have got a little boy. He's three years old, um, who I will talk about in this podcast a little bit as well. But this podcast is more about me um and actually being an autistic parent to an autistic child because what I find at the moment is we get a lot of you know a lot from the the parents of autistic kids and I, I totally get it totally understand it 
totally understand why people want to raise obviously awareness and you know they want to talk about their children um and then we also have the autistic adults and i think especially over lockdown and the rise of tiktok and instagram is given the most amazing platform for autistic adults like myself to speak very openly about our experiences and i do genuinely believe the best way we can learn about autism is speaking to people that have lived the experience of being an autistic person um you can have all the degrees you can be the biggest expert you can you can be a parent you could be a carer you can be a teacher you could be all these things you will never be able to understand it in the way that an autistic adult does and that's not me being like oh your opinion doesn't count it absolutely does and it's absolutely valid but there's a level of understanding that you just won't get so i think that's why it's so important to listen to autistic voices when we are discussing certain things and I'm really now seeing, um, especially online, I'm seeing a lot of people really being neurodiversity affirming, which is so wonderful to see. But I find in the real world, when I talk to people, it's not always the case. And I think people still have a very negative bias towards um, kind of neurodivergence. There's still that kind of belief of, you know, oh, you know, the naughty kids and, you know... <laughs> in a be what's the word like non-obedient uh, non-obedient adults um or people who are lazy or people that are stupid or we have this kind of um belief that we have mild autism severe autism moderate autism like what does all that mean it's all crap uh, there's no such thing you are just autistic and um if you're autistic you're autistic and i will get into this like later on there's some really good resources actually on instagram about this but there's no such thing. And trying to get people to understand that, like, high and low functioning, there's no such thing. We all have a myriad of traits and everything, we get affected differently, which is why I think it's quite a hard thing. For people that don't understand autism, it's quite a hard thing for them to get their head around. Um, I get it quite a lot where people were like, oh, you don't seem autistic. And it's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? So... And I understand a lot of, you know, that's something that I hear a lot from people who either they're autistic themselves or their parents or, you know, they they struggle with that. So that's a really hard one too. So I'm going to get into the first episode, but that's kind of a little bit of background about me. Um, I will talk about my story probably more later on, but I don't want this podcast to be like autobiographical. Um, I want it to be not inspirational, but I guess just to kind of give an insight in a different platform of what it's like being autistic and you know having ADHD but also what it's like being autistic and ADHD and raising a child because you know I think people forget autistic kids we grow up <laughs> and we have sex and we reproduce and <laughs> get married and you know we, we do all these things and actually what often happens as well is so many women especially go through life completely undiagnosed thinking that you know they get told oh you've got borderline personality disorder you've got bipolar you're stupid you're this you're this and you're depressed here have some antidepressants and you know i'm not against antidepressants but i love them but not always the answer and you know they have a child the child ends up being obviously neurodivergent and then they're like oh wait and this is actually becoming more and more common to the point that I just don't understand why when a child gets an autism diagnosis, we don't just assess the parents, make life so much easier. Um, so actually, this is becoming way more common now. And now we have people like Christine McGuinness and Melanie Sykes and Maisie Hill and Stephen Hilton and Laura Cleary and 
Denise Duffield-Thomas, all these people who, you know, they're neurodivergent and their parents and they're just trying their best. <laughs> and all these other um, people who are now coming out and they're like, wait, I'm autistic myself and I, I'm, a, I'm the parent of an autistic child. And it's a very different experience. And I think it's one that lots of us share, but we don't often speak about. You know, such as getting triggered by your kids, sensory overload in parenting. And I think a lot of people feel sensory overload in parenting, um, but more so when you're autistic and how to regulate yourself when you're trying to regulate this little person at the same time. And that's hard. It's hard. And I'm not perfect and I fuck up and I, you know, I, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. Um, so I'm kind of hoping, I, I kind of feel like us autistic parents of autistic kids can kind of bridge that gap between the autistic adults and the parents of autistic kids who are neurotypical, like the neurotypical parents of autistic kids, because there, there's so many different narratives at the moment, so many, so much conflicting advice and so much um, anger as well online. And I totally understand it. And it's really hard, actually, when you're, you know, you can understand a parent's struggle, right? We understand. And I think it's just offering a different perspective. And a big part of why I'm trying to live my most authentically autistic life is so that my son can. And so, you know, the other autistic children in my life can. And so, you know, when my son goes to school, he's treated the same as the other children in the sense of no one judges him for flapping his hands or for how he speaks or or wanting to line the cars up rather than race them, like, you know. So I, I just, I, I want it to be that autism and ADHD and neurodivergence as a whole, because that's a whole other thing, because neurodivergence, there's so many, it's a big umbrella term um, that covers a myriad of conditions that are all co-occurring. So I'm, I'm talking predominantly about autism and ADHD, but neurodivergence covers a hell of a lot more. Um but I want these things to be considered mainstream in the same way that when you walk into a room and you go, oh, you know, I, I'm deaf and I have a hearing aid or I, I need glasses. I want it to be the same. I want it to be totally accepted, no taboo. Um, and just so you can just, you know, you can go to a job interview the same way you go into a job interview wearing a pair of glasses or wearing your hearing aid or wearing something physical and you can say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can walk into a job interview and go, I'm autistic and I need this and this accommodation, but I can do X, Y, Z and I'm valuable because of X and it not be a big deal and it not be a thing and it not even be second thought of rather than autistic people being kind of labelled as difficult. And there's no doubt about it, parenting an autistic child, it is no mean feat, it is hard as fuck and I'm just gonna be really honest and say that it is hard I love my son he is the light of my life I would not breathe without him but oh my god <laughs> did I drop kick him into nursery today yes I did because it's hard it is hard being someone else's nervous system which is essentially what you become so when you have a child who whatever profile of autism they have, if they're neurodivergent, you do essentially become their nervous system because they're in a world that they know intrinsically isn't quite right for them and 
you know, especially if you have a child that gets overwhelmed by noise or they need more stimulation or maybe they're really sensory seeking and, you know, they struggle with quiet, like which is my son, if it's quiet indoors, he has a really hard time with that. Whereas if we're outside and it's really busy, he thrives in that environment. And then people see him and they're like, oh, I don't see how he's autistic. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, and it is hard. And, you know, it's not just your child. Like, half the time, my child isn't even the problem. Like, you know, 99% of the time, to be honest, it's not even him. It's other people. It's other people's judgment. It's other people's perceptions. It's other people going, oh, you know, well, in my day, we didn't put up with that. And la, la, la. And why has your child got long hair? And blah, 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 it's all these things that we get told, you know, these judgments that people make against us, and as parents, it's really difficult, as parents, no one wants to be judged, and we just want our kids to fit in, and have a nice time, and just enjoy their lives, and it's tricky, it is really, really tricky, and, you know, as parents, we end up kind of overcompensating for our children in different ways, um, so really what I want today's episode to be about if you get one thing if you get one thing from this is that you are doing your best 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 because if no one else has told you today I'm telling you you are doing your best with what you have with the tools and the resources and the situation you have and whether that be because you're an autistic parent to an autistic child, you are a neurotypical parent to an autistic child, you are not a parent and you are autistic, or maybe, you know, you've got a sibling who's autistic and you're trying to understand them, you know, whatever situation that you're in that has brought you to this episode today and you felt called cool to listen to this and you've gotten this far and not switched it off, you are doing your best, you are doing your best and sometimes your best is sleeping all day sometimes your best is you walk to the shop and back your best is you remember to brush your teeth your best is that you've made your safe food and you've eaten it and you've had a drink of water today which I have not done yet and I need to go drink a glass of water um you know it's <sighs> we put so much pressure on ourselves in society just whoever you are in this world we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect all the time and to overcompensate and to mask and to act like, no, I've got my shit together. If you haven't got your shit together, guess what? No one does. I don't have my shit together. My shit is everywhere. My house is a shithole. <laughs> Everything is just shit. <laughs> but we do our best. We do our best and we move. And, you know, I think the, the most important thing of this journey for me has been gracing myself with kindness that I never ever ever gave myself before I used to be horrendous to myself I would put myself in situations that I knew were not good for me I put myself in situations where I'd have to mask continuously I would surround myself with people that I had to mask around um I believed my own internalized ableism and I was horrible to myself and actually when I started seeing other people like me online talking about their experiences. And when I looked at my son and I realised, okay, he's autistic too. 
I just looked at him and I thought, I do not want you to ever feel the way that I felt feel about myself right now. And I never want him to feel bad about himself or to feel like he's not good enough to do whatever he wants to do in life because of his autism. And because that's something that I told myself continuously, like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not good enough for you know, this or this or this kind of partner or these kind of friendships, like all these things that I have told myself that I'm not good enough because I'm autistic. And it's the biggest load of bollocks in the world, like, and the most freeing thing and the most, the best thing I've ever done was actually going, no, I need to stop being a victim. I need to stop this now because it doesn't help both of us. And that doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. It doesn't mean that I don't find things hard. Um, even yesterday I found myself saying something and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Uh, that's the wrong thing to say. And, you know, you're allowed to get stressed and you're allowed to be angry. But yeah, trying to change my, like at the end of the day, if you're autistic, you're never going to be neurotypical. You can pretend you can mask, you're just going to literally kill yourself. So, you know, it, it, it causes such a detriment to your mental health. Like it's just not worth it. So to be able to come out of that and like I say I'm not a finished product I don't know what I'm doing half the time but I am trying my best and I am working through this every single day and I don't know what this podcast is going to be I don't know if it's going to be techniques and stuff that I've learned I don't know I don't know what this is going to be yet but I think I just feel very called to talk about this and to share that experience because I don't think I'm alone in this and I think there's a lot of us and we haven't really got anywhere to go because, you know, you've got the parents on one side, you've got the adults who, you know, the lived, who've lived the autistic experience. And then we have such a responsibility for being autistic ourselves and not passing this trauma on and, you know, and parenting our children in a way that, yeah, they can function through society. But at the same time, I don't want my son to ever put a mask on, you know? So that's kind of where I am with that and I know a lot of you can probably relate and I don't think we give ourselves as autistic people enough credit like we really don't and if you're neurotypical and you're listening to this like give the autistic person in your life some credit um but also give yourself a bit of credit for trying to understand like trying to understand that you know we're not trying to be difficult <laughs> and even like you know, there's situations that, um, not my son, but other autistic people in my life, and they do things, and then, you know, it's, oh, they're being difficult, they're misbehaving, they're, they're so lazy, blah, 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 and you're like, actually, they're not, actually, they're not, they're just trying to survive, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, imagine, like, a polar bear trying to live in the Sahara, you know, they would always be uncomfortable, and it wouldn't work. And that's kind of what it's like being an autistic person sometimes because you're just trying to function in an environment that actually isn't built for us. And like it goes all the way down to schools, all the way down to nurseries, all the way down to, you know, when we encourage our babies to go in their own rooms from like day dot and we're sleep training six week olds. And, you know, I'm not judging people that do those things, but because everyone, you know, everyone's got their things and, you know, everyone has their reasons and what works for you works for you. Like, you'll never hear me 
on this podcast or any of my platforms going, oh, you're a bad parent because you did this or you're this and this and this. Never, like whatever works for you, works for you. But I do think there is so much wrong with the way we encourage like one type of behaviour in children or one path or, you know, your children need to do X, Y, Z or they're not clever or they need to do X, Y, Z or it's not correct. And I just think it's wrong. And sometimes, you know, neurodivergent kids, it's different. They, they need different things. Um, And I really hope that this podcast <laughs> is a very small step, stepping stone in that direction. Because, yeah, mould kids from such a young age into, oh, you know, sit down, shut up, pay your taxes, go to work and die you know, you retire for a couple of years and then you die, like, it's, we're, we're mold, we, we just churn out little workers, really, and I don't agree with it, and I think, being neurodivergent, yeah, like I say, I feel like a polar bear in the Sahara, but it's also a gift, it's also a massive gift, and I don't mean, I don't have a superhuman gift, I can't count matchsticks that fall on the floor, I'm not Dustin Hoffman or Sheldon Cooper, but I know that I have been gifted this brain that's allowed me to I don't know <laughs> it's very hard to explain but just see things from a different perspective and just to offer these different perspectives and let's face it like we wouldn't be anywhere in life like what, what would the world be like if we didn't have neurodivergent people like some of the best inventors creators entrepreneurs are neurodivergent particularly the autistic ones like hello Elon Musk <laughs> whatever you think of him like do you know what I mean Albert Einstein was autistic Charles Darwin lots of evidence that he was autistic these people changed the motherfucking world so y'all need us <laughs> um so yeah I think you know if we didn't have these differences in life like we just wouldn't be anywhere and you know what, we know that, but it's just getting the world to understand that and to catch up and to not have such a forced, rigid, you know, view of what a good child is, what a good parent is, what, you know, a good worker is. I want to be a fucking worker. I work for myself. I'll work damn hard. I ain't fucking working for no one else, <laughs> you know? Sorry for swearing, but it's a swear. It's going to be a sweary podcast, I've decided. Um... But do you know what I mean? And I just think we've got uh, we've got to look at these environments and see where we actually thrive. And that's the best thing I've ever done. That's my version of living authentically autistic is I looked at my environment and went, nah. Um, and it's easier, it's easier said than done, trust me. But and it's still a work in progress. I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm getting there. So, you know, we I think we just have a responsibility now like neurodivergence is getting more and more and more awareness every day we've got more people talking about autism than ever before we've got more people talking about adhd than ever before we've got so much more acceptance but we have such a long way to go um to really get people to understand the truth of what it's like so yeah that is episode one of how to live <laughs> your authentically autistic life. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for listening, if you listen to the whole thing. 
Um, if you really liked it, please, you know, subscribe, leave me a rating. It means more people see this because obviously it's a little fledgling podcast. And this is my first episode. If you want to find me and keep up with my life, uh, my Instagram is at it's Amber Collins with a little underscore. I will pop it in the show notes. Come follow me. Come stay in touch. Let me know what you think. Did you think the podcast was good? Did you think it was shit? <laughs> is it crap? Should I just not do it? I'm joking. Um, I mean, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, but thank you so much for listening. And um, I'm going to be uploading an episode a week. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.